My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. It's an empty road. I feel so alone. I forgot what I'm fighting for. When the weight of the world keeps you up at night, when you're running with no end inside, lost you and. Hey Patriots, good evening. And it's the end of Wednesday, November 29th, in the year 2023. I don't, you know, I didn't mention it yesterday, but it's actually a pretty big deal. Um, The 28th of uh, November was originally called Founders Day. And that's obviously, it's got a lot of special meaning to me because of everything I went through yesterday, not everything, but I'm saying like the surgery I went through yesterday, which was restoration. And I declared yesterday was going to be God's day anyway. But historically, we had something called Founders Day. And Founders Day was declared in 18, 1891 or 18, 
No, I'm sorry. No, I'm wrong. 1781. I'm mis- mixing it. 1781. And it was an amazing day that they passed in the Continental Congress because they had not yet defeated the British. And that day they were praying into victory. So they were literally doing a, doing a prophetic positioning that they were going to defeat the, the British. And they did so from a, from a passage of a, of a bill, basically. That would, that was to for the whole nation to pray into victory. So that means they're praying from victory for more victory. And they're doing a prophetic statement as a bill in Congress that they would win and defeat the British. It's amazing, and that was established as November twenty eighth, which to me has got to be the real Thanksgiving because everything else is just fake anyway. So that's that's really really profound when you start to look at the depth of how our country and our nation was built. And the fact that our founding fathers were so in the understanding of the power of the Holy Spirit. And they were literally understanding the power of something like that. Patton understood it too. We we had a couple, he was a good general that understood the power of prayer. But that one is particularly important because next year, I think I'm going to shift all the celebration for Thanksgiving to the November 28th. It's going to be Founders Day and God's Day. Be awesome. We need that. We need to start changing all this stuff because this, these these standard holidays that we do, they're all usually made up for some satanic purpose anyway. Just the nature of the satanic order. Real quick, um, home defense, something to think about, something to be aware of. Even this time, we're just seeing a lot of collapse. There's a lot of things coming, not, not good things coming. Things are starting to unwind. Make sure you're keeping your skills up because you do have responsibility to protect your home and your family. And when when money's getting tight, Ramos hard is getting expensive, range time's hard to get, you need a tool that you can use at home, and that's where it gets iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro is awesome. And it's um it's a device that allows you to use a laser bullet, uses dry fire techniques to improve your sight alignment, your trigger pull, your gun handling skills, and the safety of your home. It scores it because it ties to the app of your phone. You can you can actually compete with other people across the web. It also gives you the ability to train your family in the comfort and safety of your home, which is really good. So head on over to iTarget Pro. That's I and targetpro.com. Use your Bards code. You get 10% off and you get free shipping. This is a great time to get. It's a great gift to give to somebody too. So itargetpro.com. Promo code BARDS and 10% off and free shipping. Can't beat it. It's good. So a couple of comments. I'm just going to, because I see them come up all the time. A couple of comments on advertising. People, I give these comments, I can't believe you're advertising. Well, (laughs) I can tell you. I mean, we have a lot of things we do and there's a lot of content. So yeah, these are great advertisers and I value them very highly and I'm very proud that they want to be part of this show and we bet them very seriously. So if that causes you a problem for those out there that like to complain, there's always somebody who likes to complain. But if that causes you a problem, I have an idea. When we start the advertisement, you can take your fingers and put them in your ears and you can say, na, 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 until it's all over. Or 
you can wait till the show is posted and then you can fast forward through it. No harm, no foul. It's pretty easy. Pretty, pretty simple. I, I feel like tonight I'm like, I had to do it in the previous show too. I feel like I'm having to do like, let's clean up the drama stuff. We don't need drama. We don't have time for drama. Okay, I paid, played this 12-minute piece in the previous hour. I want to play it again. It's that important because it is the foundation of the work that we have to do a lot more of. This piece gives you the, the discussion of a lot of, it's Mike Knowles. He's, a, he's like middle-of-the-road middle conservative, works for the Daily Wire. This interview 12-minute segment of this interview gets into the darkness of witchcraft and the satanic order of the elite. It's important to hear it, every bit of it, because it's the foundations and the understanding, especially in the last, as she builds up her argument and then just unloads in a brilliant amount of information at the end about how we defeat this enemy. And it's all the things we've been talking about. Deliverance, healing, closing portals, understanding where the strongholds are, how to wage war against principalities, all of these things. And that's a lot more we have to get focused on. So 12 minutes, and then we'll dig into more of it right after she's done. Here we go. You see spiritually what it moves in there. And when you see there's a lot of sexual immorality, sexual immorality comes together with the occultism. Sexual immorality moves with witchcraft. It hmm. also moves with poverty and death, addictions. So when you see in an area that's moving those type of things, there's some sort of witchcraft. I saw a story just just popped up of a trial in Glasgow. Eleven people put on trial for witchcraft. That was the headline, really sensationalist. In 2023, people are on trial for witchcraft. But then when they outlined the actual charges, it was satanic ritual abuse of children. It was sexual abuse of children and, and forcing children into seances and to use Ouija boards. And it was all, it was all jumbled up together. And uh, it did get me wondering, it, hate to bring this up, you know, in mixed company, but is the weird sex stuff is, is part of it. The sex rituals. Yeah. It is part of it. And let's come back again to the blow thing. You, you know why they use virgins in the rituals? Because when a virgin woman had sex for the first time, the hymen breaks, so there's blood. So there is a covenant there. So at the time, that's why they use the virgins for the rituals, because there is a connection. There is a covenant there. This pure. There's something there with, with that blood that gets the, the, the demons, and then it gets more power. That's why they also use children. They do in these rituals. They do, sorry for being so thinking, they, they rape children. They, they, they rape babies because they believe that there's pure and there's something there with the blood that is going to give more power and more access to the demons. For saying that, you will be called a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> QAnon, that's the new term that they use, whatever it means, and they'll say, you, be you believe that there's this ritual abuse going on of children and even babies. And I, I guess my answer to that is, well, it's like on the whole witchcraft issue, for all of human history, people have been explicitly practicing witchcraft, like all tribes all over the world. There are people today who call themselves witches. There are religious people who oppose witchcraft. 
There are, in this case, people on trial for witchcraft-related crimes that include all of those crazy wild conspiracy theories with the little kids and the horrible stuff. The only people who don't believe in this are a handful of, I guess, secularists or materialist-type people. And then I guess there's another group that denies it, which is the people who are maybe engaging in it or covering it up, and they, they're just lying. And so, but I just don't see how looking at the evidence of all of history and even the headlines and a trial right now going on in Scotland, the testimony of someone who's been very involved in witchcraft, how, how anyone could deny it. All, all of the evidence says this stuff happens and has pretty much always happened. Mm-hmm. The enemy wants to make this look like it doesn't exist, exist so we don't do anything about it. I had recently, recently, I was kind of like mentoring, helping someone that she was involved in satanic ritual abuse. She was a woman, she was a 65-year-old woman, and her testimony is crazy. And I was trying to help her to come out of that mentality, helping her with deliverance, with healing. And she told me some crazy stuff that they used to do to her. And people would hear her testimony and think like, she's crazy, she needs to go to a... Psychiatry. Exactly. She needs to be locked. But she was sharing specific things about what she went through and even as a really young girl, how she was raped, how she was involved in these rituals, what they have to make her do when they lock her in in, in cages with animals to... No, that was in the story about what happened in Glasgow. They would lock these kids in cages and cabinets. And And they locked them there with animals because their main thing is fear. They want to kind of like control their mind so then one day they can be part of the cult and continue. In fact, this woman, she was, she became a, like a high priest satanist and, um, and, but she believed in God since she was young because she had an encounter with Jesus. Hmm. So she believes that the whole time the Lord was protecting her for, from those things. But she, but she told me some crazy stuff and I'm like, I didn't even know those things were real. Like, Wait, hold on. She- she believed in God, had an encounter with Jesus, and then became a high-ranking. They saint. were training her oh, got it. to be a high um, satanist, and you know she she had she saw demons, she had encounters, she she went through rape. They even killed one of her babies in in when she got pregnant as a sacrifice. So the crazy, the, the story is crazy. Like so they I made know. her get an abortion, or like yeah, after they she- took the baby out and they killed in front of her. So there, there's, these things are real. These things are real. And I'm like, but, but this is why the enemy doesn't kind of like want to make us think that this is not real. Yeah. So we don't stand and we speak about these matters. We speak about these things and what are we going to do against that? Because if the church doesn't know that this is real, the church is just going to be sitting. My question then, I think I probably know the answer, but what kind of groups are doing this? Meaning, is it just some weirdo, fringe, eccentric people on the on the edges of society who are engaging in this and who get caught up in it and it's, it's horrible and tragic, but it's some pretty weird out there people? Or is it mainstream people and wealthy people and powerful people and I, I, you seem to be <laughs> implying it's the lab. <laughs> so, conspiracy theories again. It's a safe, I guess safe space. People are going to think. Yeah, yeah but um, I believe there's so many people in power involved in Satanism. You cannot imagine. She even, uh, I mean, 
I don't want to know say her name because she she's quite private. But she told me when she was super involved in that that there were people of of, of high rank with a lot of money involved in these rituals. Yeah. Involved in these practices, and um, she didn't give me names, but she said like that she saw a lot of people with money in power in government um, involved in this type of practices. So I believe that there's a lot of people, there's normal people doing it, and there's also people in power involved in this. I did hear from someone once, this was someone I knew a little bit in school, like freshman year, and then we kind of lost touch, went our separate ways. I don't, he, I don't think he liked me very much. You know, I was very <laughs> conservative. And, but he reached out to me years later after we had graduated. And uh, I, without going too much into detail in this, because I don't, I don't want to be gossiping or anything, it, he got involved. He just told me all this once, just right over the phone. I hadn't talked to this guy in years. He got involved in all of this kind of stuff, like down to the very worst levels of it. And it, he, he said there, there were very, very wealthy influential, powerful people involved. Like not, you know, not very wealthy, like he, they have nice houses in the suburbs, like Important. like private jet kind of money, you know, mm-hmm. in, involved in this. And I, I've heard it, so that was a, I guess, a direct witness or participant I heard this from, and I've heard it from other people too. But it just, on the one hand, it seems like common sense because it's right there in the Bible. We, the principalities and the powers and the spiritual wickedness of high places and the notion that the devil is the prince of this world, it's right there. And yet you just, even I still today cannot believe that that is real because mm-hmm. I just expect things to be kind of more normal. <laughs> maybe that is normal. It does. Or maybe maybe the, the abnormal is normal in this world. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, it's exactly like that. We call normal what is not normal, yeah. <laughs> and then the things that are abnormal, those are actually the normal things. So there, there's been talk recently, uh, or more attention paid to some of this ritual abuse, and the abuse of children, and trafficking, and, and all of that. There's a movie, Sound of Freedom, and there's been some attention paid to this, which uh, I loved when the Sound of Freedom movie came out. The liberal media said, this is a QAnon conspiracy movie. Or something. I said, wait a second. It's based on the true story of Tim Ballard. Yeah. I, wow. I interviewed the guy who, these, these are real events. So if you're saying that these wow. real events uh, are conspiracy theories, then what are you saying about the so-called conspiracy theories? But there's attention paid to that. How does one stop that? How, do, how does one break up all of these wealthy elite cabals of Satanists? Oh, that's good. That's spiritual warfare of high rank. Not everyone should be involved in that. Hmm. Um, I believe that's why we have to prepare ourselves. I believe there has to be a spiritual preparation. And with that, I mean holiness, making sure that you are like living the holy life, that you fast, that you pray, that you intercede, you're connected with the Holy Spirit, that you are closing portals in your life, that you, if you have sins in your life, you stop them. If you have courses, you're breaking generational courses and iniquities, hmm. as the Bible says, that you have these this 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 training and that you are trained as a soldier i always see i always see everything for me everything that happens in the natural 
is a representation of how what is happening in the spiritual realm, right? right? So part of what I see here with the armies, right? How they get trained, how they get equipped. They don't go to attack the enemy. They first investigate who is the enemy, who is the head, what is the weakest point, how we can enter the same way should be for us. Hmm. We just don't engage in warfare for the sake of I cast out this principle. No, we actually need to have understanding who is the person and the principality that we are facing, who is the spirit of high rank, and the same thing, fasting, prayer, clo clo close importance, breaking courses, and train also in war. Waking up early to pray like this. These people train, they wake up early, they train, they eat healthy. Same way for us. Mm -hmm. We don't realize, but even eating, yeah. certain things affect the spiritual realm. So we are eating, all we eat is fast food and pizza, all of that. I'm, I'm telling you, all of those things affect the spiritual realm, because you might go to sleep and in the spiritual realm, now you might have nightmares. Now you cannot perceive maybe the Holy Spirit is trying to give you a dream or something. So all of those things for me are like important that we actually understand and we actually trained yeah. as the people in the military here, here on earth so we can actually be part of God's army and part of the occupying army so we can understand, okay, how are we going to occupy nations? It's not actually going against the person because Ephesians 6, 12 says our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers. So understanding that we love the person, but we come against the spirit that's coming right. behind. And this is what we have to be pre prepared for. This is what we have to be ready for if we want to see actually a change in our nation and establish the government of Jesus Christ in that nation. And there you have it. Probably one of the best outlines of what's actually going on in these realms and kind of a really hard-hitting position of what the real fight is. We bounce around this because we get so consumed in this world, the physical world, and we're so distracted. And the distractions are everywhere. And our lives are intended to be distractions because ultimately the only reason that evil has so much power over us is because we've given it to them. And they know that. So they work overtime to keep the distractions and they have enough control across the globe to control the perceptions of media, to control the, the issues of finance, to control the issues of law, of education, and of course, the tools of war. All of those are issues of the fallen. And so here we are as a people, God's children, the priests and, and princes of the world that are literally willfully handing over our authorities to the spiritual realms of darkness to let them mutilate our children, abort our babies, financially destroy, and even worse, just corrupt, morally corrupt families which is God's sacred unit. And then go further is to have parents willfully walk their children to the altar of sacrifice of Baal and Moloch by having their children mutilated or babies aborted. These are all worship issues. And every bit of this is part of the, uh, the sacrifice that we are allowing. So the real question is, what is it going to take for us as a people to wake up and start being God's children again, being the sons of the Most High, the, 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 the sons of God. I'm going to read Isaiah 43, 14 to 21. This is what the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel says. 
For your sake I have sent one to Babylon, and I will bring down all of them as fugitives. Even the Chaldeans, who reign in Babylon into the ships over which they rejoiced. I am the Lord your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. This is what the Lord says. He who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters, he who brings out the chariot and the horse, the army and the mighty warrior, they will lie down together, they will not rise again. They have been extinguished, they have been put out like a lamp wick. Do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Listen carefully. I am about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you, be able, will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field will honor me, jackals and ostriches, because I have given waters to the wilderness and rivers to the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. The people who I am formed for myself will make known my praise. This hour is so critical right now. And it is time to step far beyond the comfort of the pew and the dead stone walls and just the text, the words of the Bible. The words of the Bible speak greater things. They speak into the prophetic. They speak into the apostolic. They tell the stories of the miracles. They tell the stories of deliverance casting out demons, raising the dead. But in the modern-day church, in the modern-day climate, these things are seen as passé. They are no more. And that's the lie. It's just like the constant theme that you hear hear all throughout Christendom is we are unworthy. That term in sense of humiliation and being humble before the Lord is one thing, but that term used as an indoctrination into The Christian religion is telling you, you are unworthy and not capable of doing anything. God sacrificed his only son for his children, who obviously he thought worthy enough to save. And so there is a burden of guilt. It's more of a spirit of guilt that has been put on everybody to feel unworthy because they use that as a say, well, don't be prideful. We're not trying to be prideful. But God has empowered us and given us the authorities to deal with these demons, to deal with these horrors on earth. But the church isn't teaching it. So it is important that we start to carry that mantle and reestablish the mantles of authorities that were given to us. Deliverance is kind of your peak thing. Deliverance and inner healing. Those are two powerful, powerful agents. She talked about it. But that begins with being holy in your life, holiness. Spending time in the Word each day. Spending time praying each day. Eating well. Taking good care of yourself. Fasting. These are all important things. And fasting takes many forms. As it was pointed out to me actually this last week, is that even though in true confession, over Thanksgiving, I broke my carnivore diet. But carnivore is a fast. Because you're giving up many other things. You're giving up sugars, you're giving up fruits, you're giving up vegetables. So that is a fast. And it's a living, active fast. You can do fast of water. You can do fast of air. There's people that do that for like 40 days and just nothing but air. And they, they're just breathing in the Holy Spirit. And we say to these things like, wow, how does that possibly happen? It happens because they're stepping into the place where we should be. And that's the, that's the authority. 
the authority that we're given. We have to be able to step into those authorities and start living in them. We have to be able to live in that place, what I call the second heaven, where you're literally able to see what's around you and reach into heaven and the spirit realm and start bringing the two together. That's where you're literally starting to walk in the prophetic and the apostolic. And those are gifts available to everyone. I think the first question we have to ask is, have you ever asked God for those gifts? And that's an important question. Because those gifts are available if we're willing to receive. But part of getting to that is getting to the place of the yes and cleaning up this life that we have that is ultimately just riddled with portals and access points for demons. And it's also burdened with trauma in many different forms. Imagine us as spiritual beings that are relatively sensitive to these things and we put ourselves into a flesh body that's been told that we're not supposed to be sensitive to any of it. And obviously one of the most destructive elements is pornography and the sexualization of everything because it literally is corrupting the very sense of our energy and our frequency. And it changes the very way in which we, re- we view one another. Let's go back to the garden. Eve is ambushed by the serpent. From that very moment with Eve being ambushed, the, the entire perspective of the balance of Eve coming from the rib of Adam is changed to Eve now becomes the culprit and problem. And she gets blamed for enticing Adam. That same perversion is being pushed into today where you just take the idea that a woman gets raped and they're like, well, it's the woman's fault by the way she dressed. Those sorts of distortions have carried on. And it's been able to distort and corrupt the male line to have a completely different view of what strength and authority is within the family and within the world. Men have been corrupted by the principles of war. Those are all fallen issues. And those principles of war have corrupted the man's heart. And with that comes the corruption of the perception of women. Women and men and war and men and women are two things that are very narcotic because they are not anchored in the Holy Spirit when they're in the most of it. They're anchored in the flesh. And so the idea of the obsession of war, which is adrenaline, the obsession with sex, which is adrenaline, then there's all sorts of justifications that we get. We start to use the scriptures. We start to use the word of God to start justifying killing one another. And worse is the destruction of the, of the spirit through the issues of rape, incest, and just the idea of fleshly sex, which has no relationship truly in the anchoring the way so many pursue it on the Holy Spirit. We have a deeply corrupted relationship issue that's fundamental, which goes back to the garden, Adam and Eve. And, and these are things that are not what everybody wants to hear. I think people would like to hear, it's like, we're going to vote this out of, out of this problem. out. We're going to be able to go to war against this problem. This problem sits in the spirit. And it's a war being waged in these principalities as we walk around this earth completely blinded to where that, what we be, used to be able to see. We can't see it now because we're so deeply corrupted. And the only way back is we have to go back and get holiness back in our life. That's a daily ritual. We are training every single day. Your enemy does not sleep. Your enemy every single day gets up early, does its rituals, does its prayers, and does it throughout the day. You've seen how they use their hand signs and their signals. 
They do all this, and you see them in sports players. You see them in other places. What this is, what they're doing is they're in. They are walking in their function of their religion, their belief system, and they're being very dutiful to it. I've said this before: the Satanists are more respective and committed to their God than we are to the one God who gave us all life. That's a very disturbing statement. So we have to find a way to get better. And that means more discipline in the way we work. This is about raising up God's army and being part of that army. And that's another level of operation. None of this is easy. And it's not supposed to be easy. I think that's the whole thing. I think we we have this kind of notional idea that somehow it's supposed to be easy. I want to read this piece here because it ties in with a lot of this in in direct. This is 1 Corinthians 6, 12 to, looks like 20. Everything is permissible for me, but not all things are beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything and brought under its control, allowing it to control me. Food is for the stomach, and the stomach is for food. But God will do away with both of them. The body is not intended for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body to save, sanctify, and raise it again because of, a, of the sacrifice of the cross. Let that sink in a minute. I'm going to read that sentence again. The body is not intended for sexual immorality. But for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body to save, sanctify, and raise it again because of the sacrifice of the cross. Our bodies are being used. I was talking to somebody tonight who has a, someone in their family is now doing what they call body counts. I said, what is a body count? How many people they have slept with at their, at a certain age? And they're just, they haven't even hit twenties yet. This is the immorality of the body. And it corrupts everything. And it's very core and it's very root. I'll continue. And God not only raised the Lord to life, but will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Profound statement. Am I therefore to take the members of Christ and make them part of a prostitute? Certainly not. Do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says, the two shall become one flesh. And for the one who is united and joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run away from sexual immorality in any form, whether thought or behavior, whether visual or written, whether visual or written, Every other sin that a, a man commits is outside the body, but the one who is sexual, who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. And that's God's temple. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and you are not your own property? You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with your body. This is this very core piece gets to so much of the way we function in our life. 
And as we get into the destruction of the individual, we start to see the greater the route to where the family is getting destroyed, relationships are getting destroyed. And ultimately, all of this is the foundations which the demonic has to now work with. It's like giving them raw, raw building material. And we're walking around saying, okay, everything's good, no problem, I accepted Jesus, and I'm good to go. That's only the very baby step of everything. Yes, it's an important one, accepting Christ in your life. But from there, the work begins. That's when you have to get into the deliverance. You have to get into inner healing. You've got to find those portals and close them. You have to find those places the demons try to enter in, those back doors, those things, those contracts you've made that you didn't intend to, but you did. And even worse, you're going to find demons that are just going to decide to hang out and they just want to influence you and you have to break those. This war is so very viscerally real in its effects. And when we look around the world, it doesn't take much to figure it out. The number of children that are getting mutilated willfully by changing their gender to truly believe that they came into this world with the wrong gender. God doesn't make mistakes. God is not the author of chaos. Satan is. And so we are in an incredibly place right now as a society as a whole where we look across and these things are happening and for the most part, no one is saying anything. That sounds like heavy-duty accountability for nations shall be judged and nations shall be judged in our time. We'll be judged separately. So these are really important concepts to grasp in this place because we are truly in a war of epic proportions. It is the war for the fate of humanity. It is a war for the fate of our children. It is a war for the freedom of God's children overall. And it isn't that God can't intervene and fix it. But remember, this whole part is that part of this. We were given victory on the cross. And it's ours now to come back and to claim that victory into the world. So when we go on these, the ideas that somehow we're just supposed to sit aside and wait and forgive everything, we're not getting into a, into a, a structure of faith the way Christ taught it. And while love is a critical and essential factor, the accountability in kingdom is also part of that model. We, forgiving somebody doesn't allow you to say no accountability. So we are having to come to confront what we need for these tools to fight the demonic. Because the demonic is everywhere. And it's important to understand that it's not sleeping. It's trying to find every single way to abscond with everything that we are. It wants what we have. And if it can't have it, it wants to destroy it. And right now, when we look at the destruction of children and that those are the future generations, then yeah, that's a big problem. So overall, this comes down to some pretty fundamental things to begin. Holiness in the home is important because you have to have that ritual every day. And we should know that. We have to be in the Word. We have to be praying, meditating. And that's the first step. We also have to do those, we have to find those places in our lives where so much of this problem has occurred. And that's one of the things I've talked about before, which is deep repentance. Literally going back in your timeline of life and going, walking yourself mentally through everything you can ever remember doing and anything that flags at you as a sin, you have to, Take it to the throne. You got to heal the wound and you have to seal the armor. And, and we do that over and over. First time I did it, it took me 10 days. And every detail of your life, and there'll be more that will come up. Things will shift, more things will move. It's like having 
something in a room, you move a desk and you find out there's a secret door behind it. That's kind of the idea we're dealing with here. And as we get through that process to understand how important it is to close these portals and these back doors, then we start to be able to focus more and more on the purification in this world of who we are, what our purpose is, what God wants for us, and then to be able to step into those anointings. And along the way, we're getting stronger. We're understanding the powers in which we have, the powers of healing, the powers of deliverance. Those authorities are profound, and they are ways to work through this. And as we heal ourselves and we set ourselves free, we keep ourselves free and we help others to become free. Easy model, but it has to be done religiously and diligently. But this war is going to continue on. And we have to be understanding more and more and getting people to understand that what we're dealing with here is truly a high-level amount of spiritual activity that is intending to enslave and destroy God's children. That's the fire we have to have. That's the reality we have to have to get into this. And understand that this is the training for an army, for a war. This is what we're dealing with. We are in a war. And to that point, every time we start to see a reversal of the enemy's attack, we have a small victory that takes away their power. So if that is a reverse vasectomy literally, or if that is having children when you've been getting in your heart not to have them, the fundamental victory here is the family at the end of the day. That is what we are trying to rebuild and where we're going. Family is literally everything. But that's what has been so disjointed and controlled and destroyed by the enemy in so many ways corrupting the family so that there's now it's there's so many families with this I'm gay I'm lesbian stuff going on another spike in the family to tear it apart all that's demonic gay lesbian obsessions are demonic and they literally can be cast out they're a hard demon to get cast out but you can't and we just have to continue to look at the world from a different optics so that we are prepared and then learning ourselves to go further I promised quite some time ago that we were going to start doing deliverance on this channel at night, the procedures of, and I will, and that I promise you it'll start next week. We're going to be getting into inner healing and deliverance a lot. And it's being done with all these other things going on. It's just, it's kind of slipped a little bit, but we have to have a show where we can at least a few times a week go over these methods so that people get the skills to fight. And they need the skills to fight. And we have to be able to lead people to the fight and train them. But it's always going to begin with the basic things. Accept Christ in your heart. Read, just read into the word. Humble yourself before the throne. And keep yourself humble in a walking state of humility. We don't negotiate with evil. And evil will try to do everything it can to twist your thoughts and turn you against one another and each other. Because that's what evil does best. They are the masters of chaos. So, it's an important time to realize where the real fight is and who the real enemy is. Once we start to identify that, we're able to build the operational plans to go in and start engaging them spiritually and defeating them. Let's pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for this evening and thank you for the continued 
guidance and pieces that come our way to help us understand the greater tools needed for this war. Deliverance is an example. Raising the dead is an example. Casting out the demons that cause health problems. That would be health and healing. And of course, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Father, as we as we pray into this tonight, we're praying in for these gifts to be blessed upon those that are listening. We pray that people will pray up and ask you for these gifts. And in so doing, that they will gain the insight of the things that they need to improve in their lives to release those and to heal those things so that those gifts can be provided. So we pray as well for open hearts to receive your word, Father. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. That last point is so critical. It's the critical point of making sure that we are praying into what we're asking for, we're clear on what we're looking for, and to trust in God that he'll deliver it at the appropriate time. But it also doesn't take away our need to be in the word and to be looking for those gaps, those holes in our life to keep us vulnerable to the enemy. That's what the enemy looks for. We have to get smarter, get more aggressive, and start taking this enemy out. All right, patriots. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. There won't be any Bards FM show tomorrow night. Just fishers of men because I'm flying back to Oregon. So tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Pacific, until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the Get back in my body